Welcome to Our Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. The Lord placed on my heart to share the lesson, Back to Basics. So let's turn to the Father in prayer. Heavenly, glorious, wonderful Father, we thank you and love you for giving us this day, allowing us to live up to this moment in time right here, right now. We thank you that you seem fit for us to wake up this morning, to give you glory, to give you honor, to give you praise. We thank you for your blessed son, Jesus, his perfect, precious blood. We thank you for his blood that gives us salvation and deliverance, his blood that gives us eternal life and healing. And we say, thank you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your way on this podcast into the homes and cars and offices and buildings and schools of the people that are taking place listening on this day. Thank you for their obedience unto you, Father God, to hear your word, to receive your word and to live it out. We just want to pour blessings, Father. I I pray that you will pour blessings, Father God, over their lives, Lord. Meet the needs of your people, Father God. Whatever they're crying out for on this day, I pray, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will hear their cry unto you. Father, that if it's financial, that you'll bless them in a financial way. If it's health, Father God, that you will give them healing in their body and mind. Whatever it might be, Lord, as they cry out to you on in, in your name, Jesus. Cry out to you in your name, Jesus. We thank you and praise and honor and glorify you because you are truly worthy of it all. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, and amen. Back to basics. So, many of us are hungry. Many of us are thirsty to have more of God, to receive more of God, to understand more of Jesus, to be closer in the relationship with Jesus. But we have to make sure we cover the basics. In Luke chapter 10, verse 27 and 28, it says, The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. So what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength and all of our mind. Jesus says that do this and we shall live. That means that yes, we will live here on this earth until a certain point in time. But then because we have the love of Christ, because we have salvation, we will be able to live in eternity. So what does this mean? It means that we must receive the true salvation. And what is salvation? It's us being saved. Jesus that died on the cross. Jesus that shed his blood. Jesus that was beaten and mocked and spit on and and nailed to the cross. Gave his life for us to receive his blood, his freedom. God tells us that where there is blood, there is life. Salvation is accepting Jesus into our hearts, receiving deliverance. 
Deliverance is the act of removing sin, removing someone or something, being set free and rescued. So when we receive a relationship with Jesus into our heart, we go to the Lord. We we cry out to him, Jesus, I want to receive you into my heart. In order for him to live in our hearts, we have to be delivered of the things that are not like him. If we carry anger, if we have an addiction, if we are liars, if we steal, if we um, slander, gossip, all these things, Jesus wants to live inside of us, but he needs to live in a clean vessel. So we cry out to the Lord to please take these things out of us. Some things we are delivered at, instantly and there are other things that we don't know and even recognize we carry and so these are things that are taken out over time or or we think that we've given them to god but we pick them back up and so then what we do is something called repentance that's the act of correcting a past wrong returning from your wit or turning excuse me from your wicked ways and not going back to them It is the saving of human beings from death and separation. That's what salvation is from God by Christ's death and resurrection. That's what salvation is. The saving of human beings from death and separation from God by Christ's death and resurrection. Because Jesus died, that's not what gave us the salvation. It's that he resurrected, that he was raised from the dead, that he is at the right hand of the Father. So Jesus, through his sacrificial death, purchase believers from the slavery of sin to set us free from that bondage. This is the redemption of Christ. So the redemption is Jesus paying the price for us to be free. Free from what? Free from sin. Free from bondage. Free from allowing Satan and his demonic spirits to push us around. We're free from that. We have to understand it though. We have to realize that we, when we receive Jesus into our hearts, when we receive the salvation of Jesus, we are covered. We have victory in Christ. So in Romans chapter eight, verse 31 through 39, it tells us, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, Won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does this mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or destitute or are in danger or threatened with death? So what the word of God is telling us here in Romans is that just because we go through troubles and trials and and hard times, does that mean that God has stopped loving us? Just because we have a loss of a loved one or a sickness in our body, does that mean that God has stopped loving us? absolutely not that's not what that means that means that it's going to give us a closer relationship with jesus because we are trusting in him to get us through the trouble through the trial through the sickness through the loss of the loved one it's building our relationship with jesus christ it's building our faith in him 
And it says, as the scriptures say in verse 36, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have to understand when we have done wrong, Satan wants to beat us up and make us believe that we can never be loved. If we have committed a sin, if we have committed murder or um, adultery or um, had a lying tongue or we've stolen before, if we've done anything, anything, anything that is not right in the sight of God, anything, period. Satan wants us to feel beat up about it, that we can never be loved by God, that we will never be good enough. But guess what? God tells us that nothing will separate us from his love. The word of God tells us that Jesus himself shows his love towards us. That's why he died, because all those sins, all those bad things that we have done, we can hand it over and say, Lord, please forgive me. Cover me with your blood. I don't want to commit murder anymore. I don't want to commit adultery anymore. I don't want to lie anymore. I don't want to steal anymore. I don't want to be somebody that you have not created me to be anymore. Amen. And so with us doing that, giving it over to Jesus, because that's what he has done. He cleanses us from those things and he loves us. And then, of course, we should not go out and continue to do those things. We should realize that Jesus saved our souls, that we are no longer held in bondage, no longer feeling depressed and having anxiety and having fear because we gave it all to him and he has created us as new creatures in Christ Jesus. He has renewed our minds and renewed our hearts. So Jesus ministered to the people. When Jesus was here on the earth, he taught who God is and how to live a life to please him so that we can live in heaven with him and not have to live in hell come the day of judgment. He lived a life that was sinless so that he was without blemish, just like the lambs that were taken for sacrifice. We're not allowed to have blemishes and that's why Jesus was nailed to the cross. When we have blemishes, he cleans those blemishes up. Not that, once again, we are to repeat the bad sinful things that we do. Once we confess them to Jesus and give it over to him, we are cleansed from that. And we strive our best to be clean and sinless like God. We don't stress ourselves or, or harm ourselves but what we do is when we have a mindset to live like Christ, we do not intentionally do those things anymore. We look to do good. We look to love like Jesus. We love to we look to care like Jesus. We we like to look like Jesus so we can share his love. God's love so we can teach others about salvation so others can join in and rejoice in heaven. Heaven was made for God's people. Hell was made only for Satan. So when Jesus was nailed to the cross, all of our sins were nailed along with him so that we no longer have to live with the burdens of sin of this world. With Jesus, Yeshua dying on the cross in obedience to God and being raised from the grave, we as sinners have been set free. 
Satan does not and never will have captivity over us. He does not have the power. He may have influence over man, but he does not have real control, power, or authority. Please keep in mind that Satan does not dwell in hell. It tells us in the word of God in Revelation, it says that that will be the time. It says, Revelation 21 through 3, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the keys to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, that old serpent who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he had then been shut and locked, so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years were finished. So that's the thing. Where is Satan now? He is not in hell. He is not building a hell home for people to party, to drink beer, to to push other people around and to, to have a great time is what some people in their minds think. Oh, hell can't be that bad. The devil has it. Satan doesn't even want to go to hell. That place is a bottomless pit. Satan is not there right now. Where is Satan? He's roaming the earth. Now, let me let me read um, proof of this is first Peter chapter five, verses eight and nine. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against them and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. He is right here on this earth. He is prowling around. He is prying and picking in people's life. And guess what? If you don't have any problems or have never been through any problems, it's probably because you're on Satan's team. Satan's team, (laughs) Satan wants you on his team. So if you are a Christian, you claim to have the love of Christ in you. You are Christ-like. You are living your life out for Christ, right? Truly, wholeheartedly, Christ Jesus all the way, right? Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit all the way. You are going to be picked on. Why? Because just like a bully likes to bully other people around to get them to either come on, what is it, Um, either uh, join, if you can't beat them, join them. And so that's what Satan wants for you to do. Well, let me try to beat them down, beat them down. They'll give up. They're going to stop wanting to love their Jesus because I'm going to torture them so much that they're going to want to come and be on my team. And that's when we have to stand strong and stand firm and realize that Satan does not have control over our lives. That Satan does not have, he might have influence to influence us, but he does not have the power to turn us from God. It says in his word, in the word of God, nothing can separate us. Nothing. We have to remember, stop thinking that you are in bondage and you can't let go of your sin. Yes, you can. That you can't let go of the past and what happened. Guess what? Yes, you can. Because Jesus died for you and me, for us to be free. So what you have to do is pray the prayer for deliverance, release the sins and bondage. And this is the prayer that we can pray together today. Father, release these sins and bondage out of my life in the name of Jesus. The lying tongue, witchcraft, idols, filthy mouth, filthy heart, addictions, manipulations. Remove these unclean spirits in the name of Christ Jesus. Lord, now fill us up with the fruits of your spirit which are love, joy, peace, 
kindness, goodness, faithful, gentleness, and self-control. Thank you, Jesus, for removing these sins out of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for removing these chains that have been holding me down, for they don't belong to me, Lord. And you tell us to cast our cares on you, cast our burdens on you, Lord. And we thank you for us being cleaned out and you filling us back up with all of you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we receive you, Jesus, and rebuke the devil. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So after we do this prayer, after we have done this prayer of deliverance, these things that are in us, and if you know the thing that's in you, call it out. If it's an addiction, call it out. If it's a, a, a sexual, lustful desire that's been in you that, and you're not married and it's trying to pull you into impurity before marriage, call it out. Fornication, call it out. If there's things you know that you are doing that are against God, call it out. He will cleanse you. He will take those things from you when you do it with a whole, with a whole heart. Amen. After you have done those things, we need to stay in prayer, praise and worship, read our Bibles, truly, not just one scripture and close the, the Bible up. You know, it's great to have the, the scripture thing on your phone that gives you the scripture and you're like, oh, okay, you got a scripture for the day. But really get into your Bible. When you're reading God's word, when you're understanding his word, you will know how to live your life out for him. You will know how to be able to fight battles. You, you will know how to help and, and cry out through situations. You will know what to do, how to live, um, how not to live. It's all in the Bible. And it's so important for us to read it and receive it. Applying the word of God to our lives, that's what helps maintain our relationship. Each day, each day, when we're not doing these things, when we're not reading our Bible, when we're not staying in prayer, when we're not worshiping, when we're not studying, the word of God, we come across these unnecessary struggles. We allow these things to weigh us down and then we forget. When you're constantly in the word of God, when you're constantly in prayer, you know who your father is, you know who to run to. There's no question about it. But when you don't stay in the word, you, you get lost. And you're like, I don't know what to do. But when you're constantly reading the word of God, you know how to rebuke the devil in Jesus name. So because of the perfect and complete sacrifice of Christ Jesus, our sins can be forgiven. God offers us salvation, deliverance, redemption, and forgiveness. The only requirement God commands is that we receive the gift of salvation that he offers us through Christ. We can find in John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And all we have to do is accept it by faith, trusting in Jesus' sacrifice alone to cover our sins. When we receive salvation by faith in Christ Jesus, our relationship with God is restored and we are promised an eternal home in heaven. In John 14, 6, there is only one truth and that is Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Once we have received the salvation into our hearts, lives we commune with god we now have been adopted into a family of christ we are his children and he is our god we take communion as remembrance and symbolization that jesus was obedient unto death 
that we could have freedom, that we can have healing, that we can have deliverance and we can have eternal life. Remember, it's about a personal relationship. It's about love, faith, trust, communication, and safety. Prayer is our conversation, our communication line with God. We do not need to have a cell phone. We do not need to have a landline phone. We don't need to have internet service. We don't need to have an email to contact them or by text or through fax or through mail. We can speak to Jesus right now. He's available to us at all times. I want to encourage you all, all of us, all of us to keep reading God's word to keep receiving God's word, to also apply God's word to our life every day. Just because you sing in the choir, just because you're a pastor, does not mean that you are going to make it into heaven. If you don't have true salvation through Christ Jesus, that means on your heart. If you don't have true personal relationship by applying the word of God and God's will for your life daily, you're lost. You must be active in your relationship with Christ. You must apply what you are learning. It's so important for us to realize that and understand that. Apply the word of God. Just because you sit on a pew or sit in a chair on Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday for Bible study, if you are not reading your word daily, if you're not spending time with Jesus in prayer daily, if you are not living like Christ and loving others, loving your neighbor as yourself, if you are not loving God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole strength, and with your whole mind, we will not be able to live an eternal life. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your word on this day. We thank you, Lord, that you give us the instruction. You tell us, Lord, you give us the answers to the test, the answers to the quiz. It's all right here. It's all right here, Lord. You, you tell us that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And Father, as we go through trials and tribulations each day, if we have truly received salvation of you, Jesus, then we know that we will make it through. We know, Lord, that we will get through it, that we will be healed, that we will be financially okay, that we will be covered in your blood, that we will be delivered and be able to live that eternal life with you. So we thank you for your word on this day, for us to realize we need to go back to the basics. Are we truly living in the salvation that you have given to us? Are our hearts covered in your blood, Lord, or are we just speaking with our lips? Are we just saying that we're Christ-like? Are we just saying that we are Christians, Lord? Or are we living it out for the world to see? Thank you, Jesus, in your precious and glorious name. Amen. So if there's someone out there that has not given your life to Christ, I love to encourage you that today is such a great day for it. Today is always a great day to give your life to Christ. What does that mean? It means in Romans chapter 10, verse nine, it tells us that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus died on the cross and on the third day, God rose him from the grave, thou shalt be saved. Yes, but it doesn't end there. We believe that. We didn't actually physically see it with our own eyes, but the faith, the faith that lies there, the faith that is there, that we can believe that Jesus did that for us. 
that's where it covers our heart and covers our minds. And so we need to go to God. We need to go and say, Jesus, please cleanse me from my sins. Give me a heart like you. Cleanse me, Lord. I don't want to live the way I used to live. I want to live a life out for you, Christ. And daily we need to pray. Daily we need to read the word. Get into a Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-filled Bible study. Amen. And grow your relationship with Christ. Spending time with Jesus. That's how you build any relationship. When you spend time in it. When you give your 100%. God always gives us His. Amen. And if you have decided to do that today, to God be all the glory. Angels in heaven rejoice and hallelujah. We say to God be the glory. And guess what? This is the best decision you could have ever made. If you wouldn't mind reaching out to us at youareloveministries at yahoo.com, we would love to hear from you and help you continue your relationship in Christ Jesus. If there's someone out there today that said, well, a couple years ago, 5, 20, 15, three years ago, I gave my life to Christ. Six months ago, I gave my life to Christ, but I walked away. God has never walked away from you. So today's a great day to repent. That means to turn from your ways, turn from your wicked ways, the things that you were doing that are not pleasing to God. And you say, well, how do I know if these things are not pleasing to God? It's in his word. Follow the commandments, read through. When we read through more, we understand who God is and what his expectations are for us because we're always expecting things from God, amen? So give those sins over to God. Give those things that you were doing, the wicked ways over to him and ask him for rededication. Lord, I wanna rededicate my life to you. Cover me with your blood, Father. I know I walked away as a, the prodigal son, I returned. And guess what? Jesus has open arms. He has truly open arms to you. And at that point, you want to confess your sins, ask the Lord to fill you with the fruits of the Spirit, and live your life out for Christ. It doesn't end there. We do this as a daily thing. This is 24-7, not just on Sundays, not just on Saturdays, not just on Wednesdays, whenever you attend services. This is a 24-7. Amen. So thank you so much. And if you have done that, we rejoice with you. To God be all the glory. That's the best thing that you have done since you first gave your life to Christ. To come back to him and run back to him as the prodigal son, as a prodigal daughter, because he loves you and he awaits you with open arms. Remember, heaven was made for God's people. Hell was made for the devil. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can find us on the World Wide Web at youareloveministries.us. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to look for the heart with the cross through it. And we also have TikTok now. So please feel free to look us up, You Are Love Ministries Kingdom Clips. Thank you again for joining us. And until next time, you are loved.